0: After the recent episodes about heists, scandals, asylums, and other dark Chicago history, I thought I'd change it up a little with a story about someone in this city's history who worked tirelessly to improve Chicago in a variety of ways. This is the story of Chicago's saint, Mother Frances Xavier Cabrini. I'm Tommy Henry, and this is the Chicago History Podcast. credit martin Billheimer, author of mother chicago truant dreams and specters over the gilded age with inspiring this episode as he mentions mother cabrini in his book which sent me down a rabbit hole to learn more about this person whose name at least their last name is pretty well known around chicago but whose story is likely not whether you are a religious person or merely a fan of chicago history i'm hopeful you'll agree it is a pretty cool story here goes. Francesca Savario Cabrini was the 13th and last child born to Stella and Agostino Cabrini, well off farmers who lived close to Sant'Angelo Ladigiano, a suburb of Lodi in what is now Lombardy, Italy. Francesca would be only one of four of those 13 children to make it past adolescence. One story claims that when Stella Cabrini was in her seventh month of pregnancy with Francesca, a flock of white doves, uncommon in that area of Italy, dropped into the courtyard of the family's farmhouse. Stella's husband, Agostino Cabrini, went out to shoo the birds away from his drying wheat, but the white doves kept returning, with one getting caught in the twigs. Agostino Cabrini freed the bird and brought it inside to recover. Neighbors of the family saw this as a sign. Born two months prematurely on July fifteenth, 1850, it was thought the newborn would not survive and was baptized immediately in the parish church. Baby Francesca was put into the care of her older sister Rosa, who at 15 was described as, quote, an intolerant, fretted girl, end quote, who wanted to become a nun, and was disappointed at her role in helping raise her youngest sister. Through Rosa's guidance, Chiquina, as the family called Francesca, learned obedience, humility, and religion. The painfully shy child was confirmed at seven, made her first communion at nine, and by 13 decided she wanted to become a missionary. Older sister Rosa opened a school where she taught catechism at a time when teaching catechism in... Italian schools had been abolished, with Francesca teaching there as well. In 1871, Francesca gave up teaching to help nurse the village through a smallpox outbreak, which she herself contracted, but from which she soon recovered. Francesca took religious vows in 1877 and added Xavier to her name to honor the Jesuit saint Francis Xavier, the patron saint of missionary service. She would now be known as Mother Cabrini. Now, these early days in Italy read like a misogyny handbook, with the men in charge at the time not showing much faith, no pun intended, in this woman's efforts to do good for the area's locals. After many struggles, Mother Cabrini was given an opportunity by the Bishop of Lodi, who said to her, You are to become a missionary sister. I know of no missionary institute for women. Found one yourself. And that she did. Mother Cabrini found an old Franciscan friary, signed the deeds, and by November of 1880, she and a few chosen nuns were ready to start their order. Within the first week, the first Mass was celebrated at their altar, and a day later, Mother Cabrini was elected superior of the order she named Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. These sisters took in orphans, raising money to cover expenses through various efforts, and in the first five years, established seven homes and a free school and nursery. Now a little background on Catholic parishes in Chicago. According to ChicagoCatholic.com, St. Mary of the Assumption, the first Catholic parish in Chicago, was created when Father John Mary Arrhenius St. Cyr, arrived in Chicago in May of 1833 and celebrated the first Mass in a log building near Saganash Tavern, where the father was staying. Not long after, a log building was built at State and Lake Streets to be used for worship. A few months later, Chicago and its population of around 350 people became a town. Four years after that, when it became incorporated as a city, the population had grown to over 4,000. Mother Cabrini came to America in 1889, spending much of her time during the 1890s in New York, where she opened orphanages and established Mother Cabrini High School in New York City. She traveled to Nicaragua, where she was reportedly forced out by a revolutionary overthrow of the government, to Panama, where she and the sisters opened a school, on to Buenos Aires, where she opened an academy, New Orleans, Denver, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, and more. Long before the comfort and speed of travel by plane, Mother Cabrini crossed the Atlantic some 25 times to help those in need. Mother Cabrini and six fellow sisters arrived in Chicago in 1899, establishing Assumption School, part of the parish where she worshipped and was a free parochial school for Italian children at 317 West Erie Street. This was the first Italian school in Chicago and was staffed by the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. Later that year, the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart bought the former North Shore Hotel at 2520 North Lakeview in the Lincoln Park neighborhood of Chicago for $115,000. That's about $3.6 million in today's money. $30,000 more was spent remodeling the old hotel through generous donations, including one for $75,000 from a wealthy man in New Orleans, the newly named Columbus Hospital, was finally able to open on February 26th, 1905, under the direction of Mother Cabrini. This, it should be noted, was the 46th hospital that Mother Cabrini helped open. With 150 rooms and 20 sisters, all trained nurses, the hospital was to offer health care to those in need, especially Italian immigrants of the area. Mother Cabrini became a naturalized citizen of the United States in 1907. Ten years later, Mother Cabrini died on Saturday, December 22, 1917, at 1 p.m. of heart failure, exacerbated by lingering malaria. At Columbus Hospital in Chicago. She was 67 years old. In those 67 years, Mother Cabrini founded 67 different institutions of care worldwide, including several here in Chicago. Archbishop George Mundelein celebrated her funeral mass in the Chapel of Columbus Hospital the following Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Her body was then taken back east to West Park, New York, where Cabrini had founded her first U.S. institution. During her lifetime, Mother Cabrini was responsible for founding institutions in the United States, England, France, Brazil, Argentina, Spain, and Panama. After her death, similar institutions were created in China, North Africa, and other parts of the world. In 1933, as part of the process towards sainthood, Mother Cabrini's body was exhumed and divided. Her head was sent to Rome, her heart sent to Codono, Italy, where she established the order, and the upper bone of her right arm sent to Chicago. Most of her remains are on display at the St. Francis Cabrini Shrine in Washington Heights in Upper Manhattan. The partial relic modeled with wax into the image of Mother Cabrini in the glass coffin. In the Catholic Church, beatification is the first step towards sainthood. For beatification, one needs two miracles to be attributed to them. The first for Mother Cabrini came on March 24, 1921, when a nurse at a New York hospital put 50% silver nitrate solution in the eyes of a newborn named Peter Smith instead of the usual 1%. The baby was immediately blinded. Dr. Michael J. Horan, who had delivered the baby, explained, quote, The mucous membranes and the cornea of the eyes were burned and the conjunctiva was destroyed. Both eyes were black. The inhalation of the fumes caused pneumonia. The baby was beyond medical aid. His case was hopeless, End quote. One of the hospital's nuns had a lock of hair from Mother Cabrini, which she laid on the baby's forehead and prayed throughout the night. Quote, Seventy-two hours later, the pneumonia and the scars were gone, and the conjunctiva was restored. Some people don't believe in miracles, but I saw one, said Dr. Horan. The events were corroborated by two other doctors, one of them an associate in ophthalmology. Young Peter Smith would grow up to be ordained as a priest in 1951. The second miracle occurred just four years later in 1925. Sister Delfina Grazioli was a missionary sister who suffered from severe abdominal pain and stomach ailments. Despite many surgeries, she was near death and had been given last rites. She soon had a vision of Mother Cabrini, who told her to get up and eat. The vision of Cabrini pointed to her and said, I'm going to send you to work. Sister Delfina recovered soon after and served as a missionary sister for another 40 years. On November 13, 1938, the New York Daily News ran a story on Mother Cabrini, who by then had been dead for 21 years. At St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome, Chicago's Archbishop, Cardinal George Mundelein, was to sing a Mass marking the first beatification of a citizen of the United States. The ceremony would give Mother Cabrini the title of Blessed. Even after beatification, two more miracles are required by the Church before Mother Cabrini could be called a saint. One year later, those two miracles occurred near Lodi, Italy, where Cabrini was born. On February 20, 1939, a man named Paolo Pazzini, who had suffered from a cystic lung disease for 25 years, contracted double pneumonia and suffered kidney failure, eventually falling into a coma. Doctors did not expect him to recover. Pizzini's family prayed to Mother Cabrini. Pizzini not only woke from his coma, but he also soon recovered from his pneumonia. Ettore Pagetti, an Italian laborer, contracted tuberculosis, which greatly affected his right foot, causing a large open wound requiring his foot to be amputated. Pagetti prayed to Mother Cabrini, and his foot damage began to heal without the need for amputation. Between Mother Cabrini's beatification in 1938 and her canonization in 1946, Chicago had a few more Cabrini developments. In 1942, the Mother Cabrini Church at Sacramento and Lexington was dedicated. Also in 1942, the Chicago Housing Authority and Mayor Edward Kelly dedicated the Francis Cabrini Homes, Chicago's first wartime housing project built to provide housing to nearly 600 war workers and their families. The Cabrini High-Rise Extension was completed in 1958, and with the construction of the William Green Homes in 1962, that housing complex became simply known as Cabrini Green. Now back to the canonization, fun fact, before the war, a canonization ceremony cost roughly $25,000, about half a million dollars in today's money. Due to rising costs, Mother Cabrini's 1946 ceremony was expected to be ten times as expensive. The canonization of Mother Frances Xavier Cabrini took place on July 7, 1946 at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. 50,000 people attended the ceremony. 600 Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart, the order Mother Cabrini founded, were also in attendance. In attendance at the canonization of Mother Cabrini was also Paolo Pazzini, he of the double pneumonia coma and Ettore Pagetti, who nearly had his foot amputated before praying to Mother Cabrini. At 9.05 a.m., Pope Pius XII proclaimed, quote, we inscribe in the catalogue of saints the Blessed Francis Xavier Cabrini end quote." Speaking in Latin, he referred to Cabrini as, quote, "a humble child who distinguished herself not by tribute or richness of power, but by virtue." End quote "The canonization meant Mother Cabrini was now the first American citizen to become a saint." In New York, 40,000 people showed up at Mother Cabrini High School to be close to the New Saints relics, housed there. On the day of Mother Cabrini's canonization, WGN Radio in Chicago aired pre-recorded remarks from Cardinal Stritch, during which he said of the new saint, quote, She loved us. She was our benefactress. She rode our streetcars. She went begging in our streets. Through alleys, she went in search of little hungry children who were homeless and friendless. The very day she died, she had been wrapping candy for Christmas gifts for poor children, end quote. Cardinal Stritch ended his address with, quote, Today we pray to her and beg her to be the special patron of our city. She loved Chicago. She served Chicago's best interests. She is a benefactress of Chicago. Mother Cabrini, pray for us. The Chicago area celebration of Mother Cabrini's canonization continued well into September of 1946, culminating with the sixth annual Holy Hour event at Soldier Field. Admission to the event was by ticket, with free tickets distributed to all Catholic parishes in Chicago and the surrounding area. 4,000 people participated in the event, with more than 100,000 people in the stands at Soldier Field to witness the celebration. One of those reportedly in attendance that day was 9-year-old Francis Eugene George, who would grow up to become Chicago's 8th Archbishop. One of the largest altars ever created in the United States was constructed on the north end of the field. Above that was a towering portrait of Chicago's Saint, Mother Cabrini. There was a procession of 1,000 priests, Monsignori, and two Italian bishops. 2,000 high school girls formed a living map of the US and South America in honor of Mother Cabrini's work. The girls also formed a living rosary while worshippers stood and recited the devotion. I should point out this event was not solely to honor Mother Cabrini. 112 Catholic wartime chaplains from the Chicago area were also presented with the Citation of Merit in recognition of the service they provided to the Army, Navy, and Marine Corps in World War II. The Soldier Field Celebration was officiated by Cardinal Samuel Stritch. In 1950, the Vatican declared Mother Cabrini the patron saint of immigrants. The St. Francis Xavier Cabrini Catholic School and Church at San Sacramento and Lexington appears to have closed in 1987. Assumption School, which Mother Cabrini founded upon arriving in Chicago, closed in 1945 and was used for commercial purposes for decades before falling into disrepair. In July of 2003, the Chicago City Council named the building a Chicago landmark due to its historical and architectural significance. Then-Chicago Mayor Richard M. Daley was quoted as saying, Assumption School stands as a fine example of a late 19th century urban school building, and its legacy is a testament to the work Mother Cabrini accomplished. During its 46 years in operation, it did not ever charge a student to attend. On August 10, 1955, Cardinal Stritch dedicated the new St. Francis Xavier Cabrini Chapel and Shrine at 2520 Lakeview Avenue in Chicago, built in honor of the only citizen of the United States to be canonized by the Roman Catholic Church. The etched bronze doors of the new Columbus Hospital lobby were opened to formally admit a capacity crowd of 700 to witness the dedicatory rites. In late 2001, Columbus Hospital, the hospital founded by Mother Cabrini and where she died, closed its doors, citing rising costs. Within a year, the shrine and chapel also closed. Here's where I'm sure a handful of lawyers and contractors made some money. As the hospital building was a separate entity, and the shrine-slash-chapel still belonged to the Order of Nuns founded by Mother Cabrini, a bit of chaos ensued over how the site could be developed, whether the shrine would remain, and if so, how it could do so and still maintain its proper standing. Spoiler, it all worked out, possibly better than expected. In the fall of 2012, after being shuttered for more than a decade, the shrine and chapel was rededicated with a mass celebrated by Cardinal Francis George. While the hospital was demolished to make way for high-end condos, the shrine remained. And now, instead of being surrounded by the enormous hospital, it benefits from being more open and enjoys direct sunlight. Mother Cabrini's room was recreated and includes her actual furniture, including the wicker chair in which she was sitting when she passed. Her upper right arm bone was installed at the base of the altar as a relic. The shrine is open to the public, and tours can be arranged. As for the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart, according to MotherCabrini.org, Quote, Today the Missionary Sisters, their lay collaborators, and volunteers work as teachers, nurses, social workers, administrators, and members of institutional boards of trustees. They can be found on six continents and 17 countries throughout the world, wherever there is a need. While she lived in many places, it has been said Mother Cabrini considered Chicago her home in the U.S. In addition to the St. Francis Cabrini Shrine in Manhattan and, of course, Chicago, there are three more in New York. There is also a Mother Cabrini Shrine in Golden, Colorado, Burbank, California, Scranton, Pennsylvania, and London, England. Mother Cabrini's selfless acts, especially on behalf of Italian immigrants and children, have inspired many through the years. She is considered by many to be one of the most influential women in Chicago's history. hope you've enjoyed today's episode about mother Frances cabrini as always i'd love to hear from you if you have any questions about anything covered today anything to add or have a different topic you think might be a good fit for a future episode of the chicago history podcast i can be reached by email at chicago history pod at gmail.com I will be posting news articles, pictures, and anything else I might have from back in the day related to this episode on the Chicago History Podcast social media pages throughout the week. Check it out and give us a follow, please. Thanks as always to John K. Schneider for creating the Chicago History Podcast logos and the art used on the social media pages. He can be found at Angel Eyes art, JKS on Instagram or via email at Angel Eyes art, JKS at Gmail. If you would, please take a moment and like, subscribe, and kindly review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and tell a friend. It helps us get the word out and reach new history fans and fans of Chicago. Get out and explore when possible, learn more about whatever city you live in, and stay safe. Thanks for listening.